Coming up, they say the heat in Miami will kill you. But tonight, it was all Brooklyn Nets, 109-105. Road victory like we all knew it would be. Let's get in on the action coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes, my friends, it is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. He's Doug Norrie. I'm Adam Marbeck. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We're free on all those great platforms. We let you know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And Doug, let me go ahead and take a deep breath here because the Brooklyn Nets on the road after what was arguably their worst first half of basketball this season, storm back down 16 victory. We'll go through it all, man, but this is exactly what you want from a team like this full vibes. Dude, after what felt like two sort of bone crushing losses in the first two games and then a nice little blowout of the Hornets, you felt like, you know, things, the tide might be turning and maybe like the Nets just deserve a little luck. I, I'm, I'm in the, you de- we deserve a little luck sort of territory every once in a while. And then you get everyone dropping like flies with injury. Then you get Mikhail not coming out for the second half and you're like, oh man, are we just on the bad luck train here for the rest of the season? Is this what it's going to be like? Are they just going to get absolutely blitzed? No, the complete opposite. This team rallies behind guys who haven't even played full team effort guys just coming out of nowhere draining threes i mean these dudes we all knew them you know, going into the game or whatever but this was such an exciting win that i mean this is one of the, the cooler wins of the last couple of years point stop just being yep. able on the road getting killed in miami team that just came off going to the nba finals every reason to pack it up and just you know live to fight another day and they just go out and do the exact opposite not only fight back, but actually fight back, overtake them, and then hold on in in a way that like easily could have gone the other way. I could not be more excited. What a win. It's incredible, man. Fifth straight win against the Miami Heat. This is a team that we know, right? Jimmy Butler's of the world, the Tyler Heroes, that could have been Brooklyn Nets of this past offseason. And then ultimately, what it ends up coming down to, we'll go through, I think, some of these sequences that get them there, obviously. But really, what you want to do, if you want to be a productive NBA player, is be a part of the bench for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, if you're a part of the bench, you get put in the starting lineup, then the next guy's to take over the bench. Now it's your opportunity. It's just, it's awesome to see what I think at a very, very high level, I'll just say quickly here, is when you finally feel like there is a system that this team wants to run, and then you bring in players that you feel like give you redundancies for your starters, for your bench players, down to your G League, that's how you get opportunities like this game. When you need more shooters to step up because of all the injuries, you have those guys that you can make a quick switch from the G League, bring up Armani Brooks. You already had Lonnie Walker there and let these guys do exactly what you fundamentally believe they can. Help stem the tide here, help bring the Brooklyn Nets back. And then it ends up being some key sequences, <laughs> some frantic sequences. But Mikhail Bridges with a couple of clutch moments, a couple of free throws at the end there as well. Just, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's awesome. It's, it really is. I, and by the way, full transparency. Let me peel back the curtain here. I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily vibing coming out of the first half. I was getting a little low. I was thinking about this team being one and three with, you know, Chicago and then the Boston's and then the Milwaukee's of the world. Shame on me. Shame on me. The Brooklyn Nets never had a doubt. Neither should I. 
Well, you know me, glass half full, glass all the <laughs> way full all the time. Uh, so no worries there. Oh, no, I mean, look, how could you not? This is hard, man. Like you're, you're, you're getting killed. You know, your best players aren't playing or most of the guys you thought were going to start aren't playing. Again, you're going through a most going against a mostly healthy, pretty good heat team. It'd be impossible not to think that. And that's, again, the other thing that makes the, a win like this such a cool moment is because I think that even the most positive of fans, and I think, you know, sometimes fandom can just help have you trending negative anyway. Being a fan of a sports team is tough. Like, Every year, except for one team, you end up with a loss, right? This is just <laughs> this is just how sports goes. Like you know, every, there's only one team every year that doesn't end the season with a loss. But this is just the kind of game that I think even the most diehard and optimistic fans get into that halftime and think, okay, this is just not going to happen. But to see yeah. the fight, to see, I, I think you make a great point about having interchangeable parts because that seems to, and we kind of thought that about this team going in was like, hey, they have a lot of guys. No, they have guys even coming off the bench that might not be total specialists, but they also don't do anything maybe all that poorly. And that Mm -hmm. can actually mean a lot like that can actually mean a lot for your team. And in terms of a floor raising kind of situation, and then sometimes you just need to get a little smoking hot from three from some of these guys to be able to stay. And that and that's going to happen, too. Like sometimes you're just going to have those nights where guys are just heat checking a little bit. And those are the ones specifically that you really, really want to win because sometimes, you know, those aren't going to come around all the time either. You're not going to get crazy, you know, just crazy hot shooting. But if I told you that in this game, um, oh, I, just, I just clicked off of this. If I told you in this game that Mikhail Bridges and Cam John, uh, Cam Thomas were going to combine for 34 points, you would have thought the Nets lost by 30. Like, okay. the, you know, like thir- maybe more, <laughs> right? Be- just because you're like, well, how? Knowing Spencer Dinwiddie's out, knowing Cam, J- Cam Johnson's out, knowing Nick Claxton is out, and those guys are going to combine for 34 points. And I didn't tell you the rest of the score, the rest of the line, what was going to happen. You would have been like, oh, Nets lost by 30. And let's see what they do against the Bulls on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like, and there's just no other way to think about it. And I think what this really does, go, and I can't wait to talk about these bench guys, but I think what this really does is this has to, a win like this has to, as a fan, has to really buoy you around what the Nets chances are for the rest of the season about fighting and why we always thought that over under 37 was low is because we're like, this team is never going to pack it in. They have guys with something to prove. They have guys that want other contracts. They have guys that want to stick with teams. They have guys that want to get paid. It goes all the way down the roster like this. And I think we can just ex- expect to see this kind of fight like the whole season long and, and they're never going to tank it. And that's really, it's just, it's just it could be a really cool story all the way through. A hundred percent, man. Only 17 points in the second quarter. You're down 16 at the worst here. Even as you're going through the third quarter, there is a time when you're down 71 58. Like, and every time, even in that third quarter, you felt like, okay, at least they're showing that it wasn't going to be a total dumpster fire tonight. It wasn't until you got to the fourth that you really saw these great sequences and bookending all of this first quarter, first half, and then late were these bench players. And that's who we're going to turn our attention to coming up here in a second. Armani Brooks gets brought up from the G League. We saw him in training camp. We knew what he was capable of. Guess what? He can do it inside of an NBA game as well. We'll break down all those key contributors along with Lonnie Walker, along with Trendon Watford, and how the Brooklyn Nets closed this one out, getting themselves to 500, coming up in just one second. All right, already in a good mood. Let me put myself in a better mood, tell you about our friends over 
at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, just made very, very simple. You're not wrestling with salaries over on Prize Picks. You're just going more or less on the Prize Picks projections. You're picking two to six player stat projections. Uh, you're combining them together. You went up to 25 times your money. And like I said, like sometimes with these other DFS operators, they want you to just try to put together a lot. And you're not doing any of this on prize picks. You're just going different stats, more or less points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals for NBA, uh, for the NBA, touchdowns, yards, receiving yards, rushing yards, all that stuff for NFL. One of the cool things they have over in prize picks too is you can, maybe you're, you're a cross fan, like your football and basketball. You join one of the specials league, you can go more on like a Travis Kelsey just receiving yards, and then you can just go over and just do, yeah, Mikhail Bridges, more three-pointers made in the game, something like that. You can combine the sports. The other thing they have uh, is injury protection. You're not going to really find this anyone else. It's a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured, if they like leave in the first half, uh, it, your, that player's just going to get rebooted. You're just not going to find this kind of stuff in any other platform. Prize Picks has just figured this out. You go figure it out for yourself. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, so as we continue the conversation, 109-105, Brooklyn Nets, victors on the road against the Miami Heat. I want to get into this bench unit, obviously, but I also want to highlight, which will only set the table because these guys were contributors in key categories like perimeter shooting. It's worth noting that in the first half coming out of this game, the Nets, even though you say, well, they're down 10 at the break, and you think, well, if you can clean some things up, you know, maybe you can find a way. They had only shot 16 of 43 from the field, 37%, 7 of 20 from beyond the arc, 35%. Got to the line 11 times, only knocked down 7, 63%. They gotten out-rebounded by 7 in the first half of this game. The, the assists, they were okay with everything else about this. is bad, 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 bad. Got beaten the points in the paint as well. Then flipped the script. 45% from the field, 44% from beyond the arc, 73% from the free throw line. Still not great, but got the job done when they needed to took over the assist category and won that as well because sharing is caring. And ultimately the fast break points, 24 to 13 was a big part of how they got this done. And a lot of it came from the likes of specifically, let's just start with Armani Brooks. Cause this dude oh, is yeah. an NBA level shooter. Oh, and that we knew. Look, look, we know yeah. summer league preseason. Like we knew, Armani Brooks could shoot. The question was, could he do enough on the around the rest of the court to be able to stick? They get him on the two way here to bring him in. They're in emergency situation because of so many guys are injured and they just need bodies. I mean, projecting the Nets minutes tonight was tough. Uh, doing this every <laughs> night, I was like, I, you know, I gave. I thought Brooks and Watford would play just because when you looked up and down the roster, you're like they. There, it's tough to get the 40 minutes <laughs> or just give me 240 minutes uh, with this team. But to have them come out, I mean, absolute ice water, six for seven from the field, five for six from three. He was really the catalyst for getting them like to kind of keep them in the game, right? Because yeah. the Heat missed a ton of open shots. The, the Nets could have been 20 down 25 at halftime. Like the, the Jaime Hawkins specifically probably kept the Nets in by just missing all of his three pointers. Brooks does yeah. the other thing, goes the other way, makes all of his. And sometimes that's just the story of keeping a team like keeping yourself close, keeping you believing, keeping the energy high. Hey, hey, can we keep it within 10? Can we keep it within eight? Is it still mm -hmm. a game? Okay, we can still keep fighting. Brooks obviously doesn't uh, end up closing the game, but the but he for sure was the reason they not the reason they won, but the reason they could believe. Right when you were able to just knock down these shots and just take these triples each like seemingly every single time down the court, like that is what gets everyone believing. And then you're like, well, we can't waste this now. 
Yes. And and so I, I want to say he's the reason they won. But like I said, he's the reason that they were. I think they were, it's clear. So this is not a hot take. He was a clear the reason they were in it at all. <laughs> by the way, he mentioned his stat line, 17 points. The Nets won this game by four. He's a plus 30. He was plus a plus 30 four. in this game, plus 15 for Lonnie Walker, who also came off the bench, only knocked down one of four. But this actually was the nice combination between new, these two key contributors. Both gave you 17 points. Armani Brooks does exactly what you expect, lights out from beyond the arc. Lonnie Walker, who doesn't have a great three-point shooting game, but goes four and nine from the field and gets to the line 11 times. This ties into what was, and we'll talk about here, we're saying it's a team win because Cam Thomas had an off night and we knew that this was going to come. And I actually think you heap on another layer of really being excited about this because one of the things early in the season, first three games, we're saying, well, is this going to be like either Cam Thomas does it all offensively or we lose basketball games? Here's yeah. an opportunity to see somebody else come in and contribute. So Lonnie Walker replacing some of that get to the line ability of Cam Thomas. Those were two key con contributions, obviously there. And then we even talk about Trendon Watford, who we were waiting finally gets in here and, and maybe it in part has to do a little bit with Simmons and the early foul trouble. He found himself in along the way plus 19 for him as well. 11 points, four rebounds, four assists. He showed the carryover of all those skills, right? On ball, he does enough. There's a key sequence. I know I'm going long here because it was all too exciting. There was a key sequence when normally, if it's a Ben Simmons, even if it was a Nicholas Claxton, let's say, a dribble handoff at the top of the key. But because he has the athleticism and ball handling, he lets that shooter go by, turns his shoulder right downhill and goes at the rack. That is the kind of player you need for these little bursts. A great game from him as well. Yeah, he was critical because they needed his size desperately too. Um, just especially, you know, Simmons went to the locker room for a short period of time. Yep. It's tough to play Dayron for a lot of minutes because he just like still just doesn't totally get it at, at, on all levels and just doesn't like fit into their switching scheme really. And without DSJ and some other guys, it's just going to be really tough to keep sharp on the court. But Watford, again, like sort of Swiss Army Knife style, is able to do just enough, like right, like he's get able to get on the boards. He just had four assists. He had a steal. He knocked out critical th uh, three pointers when yep. they really, really needed him late. And yeah, like he's just one of these guys where it's like again, it's like hard to pinpoint the thing he does exactly really well, but there's nothing he does poorly. And if you have enough guys like this on the team, I can't say it enough. If you have enough guys like this, you can be more than the sum of your parts, right? Like you can be five guys who maybe aren't all that exciting to look at on under individual levels and are not going to show up on top 150 lists and us all this other stuff when, when, when they're breaking down who the best players of the league are. But when you are good at a lot of different things in the game without being elite, well, now you get those guys all together on the court and you can overtake a team that's better at times. It's going to take a little luck. Like there was, there were sequences here that the ball could have gone either way. I mean, there were some chaotic, chaotic sequences in this game. Which, by the way, like, sometimes the Nets need this from a, a veteran experienced Miami team. You got to get a little chaotic with us because that we're, we're not fully there yet. Right. So let's, let's get a little messy at times. Yeah, like the ball is just like it's changing hands like way more often than it should be. You got like a crazy Simmons block a behind a behind Simmons block that he gets and like because he, he turned it over by himself and then exactly gets back on right the block. exactly and there was like four of those it felt like four <laughs> things like this this time where it's just like everyone it's like a scatter plot on the court because no one's on offense and no one's on defense. Like, it's just like, there's no, everyone's kind of everywhere. No one knows if you're, no one knows if you're coming or going. The game had that sort of chaotic feel at times. 
And sometimes when you're in the muck and the mire like that, you just need to be able to be scrappy enough. You need to have the ball bounced the right way for you a couple times. If sometimes it's felt like that has not happened with the Nets over recent years, though, mm-hmm. when you're a fan of teams, it always feels like it's not really kind of bouncing your way. In this game, the bounces definitely did go their way in the end. And they have these guys, again, who just aren't going to kill you. Right, like they're but not going to speed bump. Like it's not yeah, ten it minutes. The Nets have had it's, have had years, and we know even the superstar era, especially when you're so top heavy. We go, yeah. oh, we just need to survive a few minutes. Survive a few minutes. You're getting d- dug six feet under and buried in a lot of those situations. Now the Nets look at it not only as surviving, but actually, then more often than not, we're going to look across to your bench unit and say we can win those minutes. And that's the difference when you're starting five, even when fully healthy. You probably say. Our starting five can go toe-to-toe, can keep things close. That's a very positive attribute to, to list for them. And then it's our second unit that needs to help us get those leads that we can come back in and protect, right? And in the past, too, these Nets teams, the bench units have been sort of like just veterans, and they were going for a different kind of a kind of player because it was like championship-level team, and they want to you know be able to mix and match things in the postseason and they're just going for like more vet like more, more for age this is like sort of dice roll kind of players talked a ton about this in the offseason that we're take we're going to roll the dice on a bunch of these guys the hope is that like two to three hit right mm-hmm. they're not all going to hit but let's see if can two to three hit can like can it be watford and, and walker can it be armani brooks that comes in and just buries threes like again like sometimes it's darius basically not on the team anymore right like sometimes it's harry yeah. giles he's like kind of buried like it's not going to work for everybody but the key here is that it works for two to three of them and if it does now, and here's a, and here's a great thing for this going forward. Now that this happened in game four, we saw it in game four. It's like, now, you know, because the injuries are going to be a problem all year. So injuries are always problems for teams. Yep. You know, you can go to these guys now. Like yeah, we've already seen 12. I can do it in game 35. I know that these guys are capable. You might even be able to play them in regular rotation minutes. We might just see Watford play regular rotation minutes. I don't think it's going to be the same for Armani, but like the no. but Watford though, I we might see regular minutes out of him just because it's just good enough. And sometimes it takes these crazy games to kind of find that out, to force your hand to have to play some of these guys that you really wouldn't be able to justify in other situations. Mm-hmm. But now because you just have to break the glass, you you are able to see it's like oh good we got something here, and this yep. game. This game, we walked out of this one. I think we already knew it from Lonnie from the last couple games. And now with these two, it's like now we have a couple more guys like this. And that's a really, really good state of the sort of the team going forward. Coming up here in a second, let's talk about Mikhail Bridges and his performance. Some late game sequences and key moments from him. Round out some of our thoughts on this basketball game. And then where the Nets go from here when Doug just mentioned rotation minutes. What are we identifying out of some of these guys that came in tonight? And can they be a part of this team going forward? We'll dive in on that coming up next. All right, before we get to that, I'll tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Right now, over on FanDuel, new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Now, why is this important? Because if you have been listening to the bonus podcast that we did going into this game, we talked about where the money line was for the Nets at plus 300 going into the game. You put that $5 money line bet, not only do you win that, well, now you get your $150 in bonus bets to go with it. That's because... Yeah, he gave you gave you a winner, and then FanDuel sweetens the pot a little bit with $150 in bonus bets. Uh, if that's if your team wins, hey, guess what? The Nets won. Maybe you weren't thinking of that at halftime, but that's okay. FanDuel's going to pay it out no matter what. This, FanDuel's not working on feelings here, folks. It's working on what the actual outcomes are. And this outcome, that money line bet came in. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Going to kick off the season now. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
And as we continue to wrap up the Brooklyn Nets, beautiful comeback win over the Miami Heat 109-105 here on the Locked On Nets podcast. We remind you, get over to jointsubtext.com slash Locked On Nets and become a Locked On Nets insider. Doug mentioned it, game day previews. We're going to give you some of our matchups. We're going to tell you why the Nets can beat a team like Miami. And you get to come right back at us. It's all the beauty of inside information plus one-on-one conversations with Doug Norrie and myself. Jointsubtext.com slash Locked On Nets. And of course, be a part of the post games live on YouTube, which is what's happening right now. Doug, a little note here on the uh, Ben Simmons, which I'm not going to put him into the stellar category in this particular game. Gives you the 11 rebounds, gives you 34 minutes, gives you five assists. I, you know, I hate to go into the, hey, here's a positive. The guy did pick up four fouls, you know, had three fouls within the first seven seconds of this game. I like the fact that, and this is nothing that he shouldn't be doing. A year ago and two years ago, this guy would have walked out there, picked a couple of fouls and said, you know what? Slap, slap, slap. I'm fouled out. See you yeah. later. It's good to just see that like he was able to manage him with his way through that. There were a couple of key defensive sequences where he did what he could to contribute without taking those fouls. Because again, you mentioned about a day Ron Sharp without him really being able to be a consistent contributor. You're already getting thin from a size standpoint. You needed Simmons to be a part of it. But for me, this is Mikhail Bridges. Again, I cannot emphasize this enough. Guy is still struggling from deep. He just quietly scored 21 points in this game and also had seven rebounds and five assists to go along with this. We talked about this in our last episode about the numbers and where we think these things were going to grow. Another pat on our back is that I think that Mikhail, we're seeing the scoring is going to be a little lower, but the other contributing categories are going to be critical. And I thought he had some mixed bag moments, but also came up clutch late in this game. Yeah, he struggled again along with Cam. I think that he did a really good job of sort of mitigating the thing that the Nets really kind of were able to beat the Hornets bad on. And I think we're able to play really well against the the Mavericks with this style too. When with just with the Simmons led lineup is that like all that space that we saw in the interior that was able to uh, access driving lanes, the heat would almost like it, it would be there for a second. And then if you watch, or just go back and watch this game, the, the the amount of sort of like help that would come the scramble in and out that the heat do really, really well. They're really yeah. connected defense. That was like particularly problematic for what Mikhail and Cam Thomas like to do, which is get Cam, get Simmons, basically get one of those guys onto whoever's defending Simmons, <laughs> right? With like a dribble handoff and then try to cook one of those guys, get past them. And then it's either, you know, a mid range shot, get to the basket or get it back going around because you beat the primary defender. They couldn't do it at all. It's why things were so stymied in the first half. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be probably a continued issue. If teams zero in on sort of how to stop these guys, I'm not like worried about it part-time or I'm sorry uh, not, uh, for the rest of the season, but just something to keep an eye, an eye out for. But again, the fact that like they were able to withstand bad games from these guys is, and I guess twenty one points in thirty one minutes from from Mikhail isn't bad, but it's like it's probably below expectations. Inconsistent, I think, is really right. The inconsistent game from Mikhail. You don't feel. Let me put it this way: not- we have not. We're four games in. If you did not know that Mikhail Bridges had a toward end of the season last year with the Nets, you'd be hard pressed to like just go out and snap call that he was easily the best player on the team. I, I think that that's really what it is. If you just came in blind to this season and just started watching them now with no experience and, and no subtext to whatever was going on, you wouldn't know that again, great sign that they have not gotten Pete bridges, the bridges performances here. And they're two and two. Yes. And with a positive point differential, that's actually a, probably a good thing because I think this stuff is going to come around for bridges, but it's just an interesting sort of like little subplot to what's happening here 
but again, like I don't want to try to, and 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 also too on the positive side, mm-hmm. he closed it out in like the way that a guy who leads the team does: make that your free throws, right? yeah, get to the line, score, go to the basket, put the ball in his hands, and you can feel good about it. That is what the best player in a team does at the end of the games, and like that, you have to pat him on the back for. And you know, I'll also give Cam Thomas here again because this is all positive. The Nets get the win on the road here, <clears throat> but. Cam Thomas, who only in a struggling night shooting is still, only came away with one assist, had three steals. But I will note that we, we've mentioned this before. I don't want to always use it, but the hockey secondary assist. There were a couple of times like the only reason that he was able to stay on the floor is and Jock Vaughn talked about this before this game and before the previous game is that Cam Thomas is is locked in and engaged on what he needs to be doing defensively. It's not perfect. He's not one of the best defenders on the Nets team, but he stayed in front of a couple of guys a handful of times when he was having bad shooting performances throughout this game. He came up on the right side of the paint above the arc could have jacked up another shot. And he took plenty in this one. Don't get me wrong. 19 shots started one of 10, but he found a way to wrap a pass around to the corner that kicked back across the court. And you still saw, and I think this is a good sign going forward for Cam Thomas and the Nets. You still saw that the Miami defense, in spite of the bad shooting night for Cam, they were paying attention to him. They were trying to take him out of the equation. So the fact that he was able at least to, in a couple of small moments, make a nice play, I I still put this in the positive category that he was able to have an impact in a good way, despite having almost no impact on the stat sheet. So again, that's me, you know, digging as deep as I can to not have Cam say, hey, it was a bad night for Cam. But but I I think it matters that you can still be engaged in the game. Just like Ben Simmons, not your best night. Okay, can you stay on the floor? Can you make a few key plays? Good. That's what matters most, including gets in the line a couple of times here for Cam. Three of four. Hey, 13 points. Nets needed every single one of those to get this win. Well, the, I mean, the good news for the Nets, too, with Cam is that, like, I, yes, again, we've said this. It's like, hey, the, one of these shooting nights was going to come. It just doesn't yeah. – you can't run – you know, you can't – you know, run as hot as the sun here for like the whole entire 88 to 82 game stretch, especially if with the Damian way Lillard played. can have an off night. So too can cam and they right? lost again. The no, but like, so I think to be able to withstand it, but the good news about cam is like, he's actually so known at this point that his defenders are going to need to stay connected no matter what. And that actually will usually help even if he's having an off night, because you'll still get the gravity around him yes. because they, because yes. they can't really, you can't really allow him like he's been so good that they opposing defenses can't allow him to just sort of just roam free at this point. Now he's not getting trapped and he's not to that level yet. Right. Like they're not going to actually was wondering if teams will start doing this, if they'll start trying to trap him a little bit more and and see like what happens. And like, if if it really, really causes the Nets defense, like significant problems, they did pressure him pretty high a bunch Mm -hmm. of times. Um, But in general, having a guy that other opposing defenses at least understand the potential issue of leaving him is still helpful for the overall offense. Um, even when he is having an off night. And I think that that alone probably at least just helps the nets going forward a little bit. Uh, a couple more things. We're going to stay on li- YouTube live here for a few minutes. Um, just cause we got tons and tons of people on YouTube. I uh, really, really appreciate it. I did want to go back to Simmons. What real quick with this? Yes. Yeah. Kudos to Jacques Vaughn here because, and I know no one ever wants to do it, Keeping a guy in with foul trouble is like I'm so always so pro keep the guy in because you can't die with the fouls. And this is the perfect example of this where it's like, oh, he picks up the third foul. Everyone's losing it because he was in there for the defense defensive possession. Every point counts in this stuff. Now, I know he got a ticky tack foul and it was a stupid foul by him, but he's the best defender on the team. They need every minute from him. He I guarantee the defense is worse if he's on the bench. 
And yeah, he might foul out. <laughs> it might not work. But the thing is, benching like one of your best players because of foul trouble is so stupid anyway. I think it's so overrated. Vaughn did not do it. They basically stuck with him through the foul trouble and they needed to. And so I know everyone wanted to hammer it because I got a ton of messages that were like, oh, you know, it's Tiki Tech foul, blah, blah. He, he, he finished with four fouls, so it didn't even matter. <laughs> so good. Like keep, like, keep him in. Anyway, sorry to just go off on that tangent, but – no, I, I just think that's a it's a hard thing for coaches to do sometimes because it's so ingrained in these guys. Three fouls, take him out. You know, four fouls, take him out. He's like, nope, keep playing. We need you. We need you. We can't win without you. So you might as well just go foul out if you need to do it. And he didn't do it. And to your point, 34 minutes from Ben Simmons tonight. If you take him out and you use the foul trouble construct, he doesn't get over 30 minutes in this game. He may not even see 28 minutes in this game. If because you want to be long, here's the thing that dictates. Go ahead. If you want to be results based because he had a ticky tack foul with the three, then you also have to be results based that he didn't foul out. So you can't have right, it yep. both ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. like you can't have it both ways. You can't be pissed off that they kept him in with the three fouls and then not be happy that he didn't foul out because it didn't end up mattering. So if you're just going to only go results, then you have to make sure you do it both ways. Anyway, sorry to go tangent, tangential there at the end of the game, but I wanted to just tip my hat to the because I thought that was the right move. No problem at all. We close out with this note as it should be. As the Brooklyn Nets win 109-105 on the road in Miami, it was a 26-point performance from the Miami Heat bench, 45 points among Lonnie Walker, Armani Brooks, and Trendon Watford, kicking an extra five from Dayron Sharp. That is how you win games by absolutely destroying the bench-on-bench -bench scoring production. Nets get a massive win. Day off. We'll talk all about more of this again before the Friday night tilt for the in-season tournament kickoff with Chicago. All right, we're going to get out of here. Make sure you join subtext.com slash lockdown nets. Get in on the action over there. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod feed because we're doing the pregame stuff over there. It's only in the pod feed. And we're going to do this right now live, answering questions over in YouTube. Throw up your questions at lockdown nets. We'll get to as many as we can after a huge win. Uh, so, yeah, podcast, YouTube, subtext. That's, that's all your jobs. Go do them. The key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. It is the will to prepare to win that is important. Bobby Knight. Oh, RIP to all the, one of the all-time greats. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow and in a second on YouTube. More Brooklyn Nets basketball.